In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Men who follow Jesus, women who follow Jesus should be some of the toughest, grittiest, strongest people in the world. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, welcome to this episode of Equipping in 10. This episode is taken from Jim's live broadcast to the Men in the Arena on Facebook. In this episode, Jim talks about building the biblical virtue of grit in your life. Enjoy this episode. For the last probably five or six days, we've been in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. We're hitting uh, verse 3 today. And we've been dealing with have clear 2020 during COVID-19. And we're going through Hebrews chapter 12, 1, 2, 3, and 4. And so, so far we've learned that when we want, if we want to see Jesus clearly, if we want to see life and have perspective, clear perspective, we need to eradicate Anything that hinders us, these could be good things. It, it is The Bible right here is not talking about sin. It's talking about hindrances. So whatever hinders us, we need to get rid of it. And then we also need to repent of any sins that entangle us. It reminds me of my brother in high school. When I graduated high school, I was 220 pounds. I was a big boy. Uh, full, full scholarship to Santa Clara behind me here. Uh, my brother was a 120-pounder. Uh, at his awards banquet, the coach called him, they used to call him the stick man. And they said that he had to wear tennis shoes, didn't fall behind the cracks in the cement. He was a 5'9", 120. So we were a little bit different in size. But one time our brother went to tackle the guy my size. And the guy hit him so hard, my brother, as he was falling backwards, blew out his shoulder, had a concussion. He grabbed the guy's shoelace and tackled him. He made the tackle. And when we talk about sins that entangle us, these are sins that you may think you've trampled it, you may think you've steamrolled it, trucked it, pancaked it, but it grabs you and pulls you down. And so the Bible is saying here, get rid of those sins that easily entangle you, and then fix your mind on Jesus. And, you know, I had a couple guys are questioning, uh, is, is do all I need is Jesus? And the answer is yes. The, the bigger question is, are you all in? The problem is that men aren't all in. I was riding my bike. I just got done with a 20-mile bike ride before I came in here. And I saw three bull elk. It was pretty cool. But one of the things I've realized is not one of my pastors, from the time I was 22 years old until 52, is in ministry anymore. Not one. Every one of them has left the ministry, pastoral ministry. 
and, and these are and over different issues, but there was a, there was a, something caused them to get out, right? And so once we are all in for Jesus, fixate on him, we need to, we, yesterday we talked about considering him. Consider who he says he is in the Bible. Consider what he asks us to do. Consider the probability of another human meeting all 320 plus Old Testament prophecies. And once we get to that point, we can move on to the question of today. The question of today is this. Remember, yesterday's question was, why am I struggling so deeply during this period of COVID-19? We talked about, we introduced to you the concept of grit, true grit, the biblical virtue of endurance. I call it grit. The unwillingness to throw in the towel, to go Rocky Four on that thing, right? So today's question is similar. Today's question is, how do I build? You, you talked about how important grit was yesterday. You can see that video at manlyarena.org uh, slash enlist. Scroll down, COVID-19 videos. We talked about how important it was yesterday to have grit. Today we're going to talk about how you build grit. And I've just got a 15-minute window, so we have to do a two-part series here. In other words, how do I get mentally tougher? This is tough for men to address, to realize, for me, I am mentally weak with food. I have a weakness, a mental weakness. I lack grit in my diet, okay? But it's, for you, it's important for you to identify where you lack grit, a compartment of your life that lacked grit. You know, I have a buddy who says, oh, you guys that are struggling with porn, he used to struggle with porn, by the way. Well, you just need to be all in for Jesus. And I'm like, well, bro, you weigh 300 pounds, so you need to lose 100 pounds because there's an area here. So what area have you identified where you're mentally weak, where you need more guttural fortitude, where you need to strengthen a vulnerable area? These are areas where we need grit, and it's very important that we have to consider Jesus. If we're looking at this passage, consider Jesus first. Consider him, and then we're going to move on. Once you've decided that you're all in and you've repented of the sins that entangle you, and you've let go of the things that hinder you, and you're all in, we go to the next part. It says this. Listen to the, listen to the grit here. Consider him who endured such hostility by sinners against himself. Now, what I want to share with you here might come out of left field for you, but I want to be very careful that you understand this theological principle. When we consider Jesus who endured such hostility at the hand of sinners, we have to understand this because clear 2020 vision during COVID-19, that clear vision is inside of every spirit-filled believer. If you are a spirit-filled believer, you are an all-in, surrendered follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus Christ dwells in you. Listen to what Jesus said in John 14. I will ask the Father, he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. That is the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not know him or see him, but you know him because he abides with you, and he will be physically, he's in you, he will be in you. You see, the spirit of Jesus helps us build the biblical virtue of grit into our lives. It's a natural overflow of a follower of Jesus. Men who follow Jesus, women who follow Jesus, should be some of the toughest, grittiest, strongest, people in the world. We just have to be. In the midst of how bad life is, and for some of you watching right now, I know life is hard. But it's through grit, it's through endurance that you conquer. 
So you may be saying, wait, I, I don't feel comfortable. You're calling the Holy Spirit the Spirit of Jesus. I don't understand why you're saying that. Is that accurate? Well, let's look at the Bible. In Acts chapter 17, we read, When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them. It's right there. In Philippians 1.18b, Paul writes, I continue to rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my, my deliverance. In other words, he said the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me, will turn out for my deliverance. The Spirit of Jesus Christ. So the Spirit of Jesus Christ is the Holy Spirit, is the Spirit of God. These are all the same thing. And the beautiful miracle is that if you are a spirit-filled believer here, you've surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit lives in you. He's in you. And the Bible says in Romans 8 that he prays for you with groans beyond words. He's in you, speaking to you. Ernest Shackleton, I just read a book on uh, his great adventure to the Antarctica, trying to do a trans-Antarctic uh, uh, expedition and his ship called the Endurance got stuck in the ice and it was the most epic story of how they got to safety that I have probably ever read in my life. You need to get this book. But Ernest Shackleton, his life motto, his family motto, was on their coat of arms was Fortitudine, Fortitudine, Vincimus. In other words, through endurance we conquer. Conquer, Fortitudine, Vincimus. Through endurance. We conquer. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. You don't have to be the best. You simply have to outlast the rest. Endurance isn't about intelligence or education. And it's not about talent. It's about true grit, a.k.a. endurance. Endurance, as I said yesterday, is not a fruit of the Spirit, nor is a spiritual gift of the Holy Spirit. But it is the fruit of of a person with true grit, and grit is definitely why we don't talk about this more in the church. I never will understand. It is a virtue of Jesus, and is grit is your gift to your world. When a man gets it, when a woman, when a man gets it, everyone wins. Everything changes. It's your gift to the world. Let's look at Hebrews chapter twelve again. Look at how Jesus modeled grit. The Spirit of Jesus, who is in you. And Jesus modeled grit, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, remember he's on the cross, the joy set before him, endured, he saw through the cross, endured the cross, despising its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Do you see the grit of Jesus to see through the cross? While he's on the cross, he saw through the cross. He had endurance. He had grit. I want to tell you a story about a friend of mine named Alan Schwartz. Every year, Colorado hosts what may be the toughest mountain bike race in the entire world. It's called the Leadville 100. It's named after the highest city in America, Leadville. Leadville sits at over 10,000 feet above sea level. And this race goes from there. And, and this race, from their website, it says, Leadville is the race of all races, 100 miles across the high altitude, extreme terrain of the Colorado Rockies. This event is created only for the most determined athletes. Started at over 10,000 feet, you'll be challenged to catch your breath while views will take it away. Over the course, athletes will climb an unbelievable 15,000 
vertical feet. 15,000. Now, I just, if I do a thousand foot climb or hike, I am hurting. In the foothills of Oregon, one hill that you climb is basically a two hour hike and it's basically a thousand feet. So for Alan to do a 15,000, and he did it six different times. If you want to know more about this amazing feat, listen to episode 281 of the Men in the Arena podcast. Because not only did Alan do this race six times, He's 54 years old, but what you don't know is when Alan was a young man, he had a tumor. He's given me permission to share this story. He had a tumor, and when he had this tumor, they removed the tumor along with all of his large intestines. So now he's prone to dehydration. So he'll ride, he'll have to have his wife will set water balls along the road so he can get water because he's prone to dehydration. He does not have a large intestine. Several years after his large intestine was uh, removed another tumor, a second tumor was found on his spine, and when they removed the tumor, they cut a nerve and left him without the use of his left leg, I think it's his left leg, from the calf down. So from the calf down, there's just like his two bones there, there's no muscle, he, 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 has, he, he limps when he walks because he has a drop foot. So here is my friend Alan Schwartz, who has no use of his leg, left leg from a kneecap down, has ridden this race Five times he's trained for a sixth race, and a week before his sixth race, he gets a double hernia. Double hernia. Did he quit? No. He did it anyway and got a second fastest time ever. How do you finish the toughest race in America six times with all those medical challenges? How do you train for the highest race in America when you live at sea level? How do you train with a double hernia? No large intestine and zero use of one leg from the knee down. I'll tell you how. Grit. My friend Alan is the grittiest man I know. No grit, no glory. No glory, no glory to God. We have to be people of grit. The Holy Spirit is in us and the grit of Jesus is in us. The virtue, the biblical virtue, the characteristic of Jesus is in us. How do you fight cancer when doctors tell you your chances are slim? Grit. How do you continue serving God while you're in your 80th year of life? Grit. How do you young adults reject the lies of culture and fight for your virginity? Grit. How do you wait to live? To, well, how do you wait to live together until you're married? And everybody else is saying, "Oh, live together until you're married," even though 70% of people that do that get divorced. Grit. How do you overcome the choices you made before following Jesus to live in victory now? Grit. How do you live a victorious Christian life in the midst of your personal brokenness? Grit. How do you resurrect a dead marriage? Grit. How do you trust God when your business or career is on lockdown because of COVID-19? Grit. How do you stay active in a world that is in lockdown and you're shut in your house? Grit. In fact, you need to read the e-blast I'm sending out this week. I give you five ways, five creative ways for you to be active during COVID-19. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 4, Greater is he who is in you, the Spirit of Jesus, the grit, than he who is in the world. How do you stay strong for your family and those you love during this time of uncertainty? Grit. With God's help and with the Spirit of Jesus, Grit. You see, you don't have to manufacture grit. 
Grit is an overflow of a spirit-filled follower of Jesus Christ. Fruit doesn't have to work to bear fruit. It's just a natural overflow of, the, of that fruit, of that tree, right? I think I'm going to stop here today because I want to continue because once you surrender to Christ, begin to develop, uh, imitate the grit of Jesus and develop this, this, this characteristic of grit in your life, this unwillingness to throw in the towel, once you begin to do that, you're in danger of what happens next in verse 3. And I want to take tomorrow, I think. I wasn't planning on this, but I'm short on time now. I want to take tomorrow and address that. But before we leave today, guys, I want to ask you a question. Here's the question. I shared my friend Alan's story. By the way, Alan is a devoted, committed follower of Jesus. And it's because of Jesus that he has the grit. He would tell you that. But I want to ask you a question today as we leave. And the question is this. Is there an area in your life now? I want you to identify men. We're compartmental, right? So what compartment in your life right now lacks grit? I shared with you earlier, I have an issue with my eating. I lack grit. It's really that simple. I'm going to go home tonight. I'm going to have four tacos. And Shannon's going to say, hey, uh, maybe you should just have three and have a little grit. <laughs> Where are you lacking grit in your life? I want you to identify that area. It may be hard to identify that area. But you need to identify it and then begin to ask God to help you. To build the care. And what I mean by building a characteristic grit means you're never, ever going to quit until you conquer that area. You're going to keep fighting. One of the signs of us being disciples of Jesus is our unwillingness to stop fighting until we find victory. Whether that is our marriage, whether that is our health, whether that is our career, whether that is our knowledge, whatever it is. We're gonna, whether you're my friend Alan and you've got the, the leg thing going on, but you work and fight and become an elite athlete. What is that for you guys? So hey guys, thanks for tuning in today. Sure appreciate it. Hey, you know what I forgot to tell you? If this video is helping you, and if, if, if these videos are helping you, why don't you share it uh, onto your social media platform, and let's pull some more people into our army. Uh, we'd like to get their email addresses and, and include them in our equipping blast. So uh, help us out with that, you guys. Really would appreciate that. And uh, hey, until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out, commit to grit, and be a man. Equipping men in 10 from Men in the Arena. If you hunger to be your best version, join us with thousands of men from around the world in one of our Men in the Arena forums. Join the forums on either Facebook or on the website at meninthearena.org. While you're on our website, remember to pick up your free electronic version of Jim's bathroom book for men, The Field Guide. Thank you for listening to this episode of Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. Remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from 
from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.